Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi guys, welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast. Have you ever wondered how to turn your passion into profitable business? Hmm, sounds interesting, right? Well, I was fascinated by this story. That's why I decided to invite Caitlin Chase to my podcast. So Caitlin Chase is a founder of Caviar and Cashmere blog and Caviar and Cashmere luxury skincare line. And in this episode, she will be sharing how she turned her passion into profitable business. So for all of you young entrepreneurs, it would be very interesting and very useful episode. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe to Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Caitlin. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to meet you and chat. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Would you please tell our listeners about yourself, your background, where are you located? Yeah, my my name is Caitlin Chase, and I am located in Beverly Hills. I grew up in LA. I grew up in Malibu, and I went to university at Pepperdine in Malibu as well, so I've stayed pretty local, although I've traveled a lot over the years, and my business is also based here in Beverly Hills. Um, I'm the founder of Caviar and Cashmere, which is a luxury lifestyle blog and skincare brand. That's amazing. And how did you start your fashion career? What inspired you? I always loved fashion and beauty, even growing up, and I loved to write. So I started my career as a journalist, and I got my first job at a magazine when I was 18. I was still in school, and I began to report on beauty and fashion, and I just fell in love with journalism. So I worked at that magazine uh, all while going to university full-time. And when I graduated, I then worked at several other different magazines, mostly national publications. And I gained a lot of experience in that field and decided that I wanted to start a blog. So I ended up starting a blog in 2011, and it was going to be focused, or it is focused, primarily on luxury lifestyle topics. So fashion, beauty, travel, wellness, and a little bit of miscellaneous things like interior design and fitness. And I just really wanted a platform where I could speak about the things that I loved and authentically share things that I found from all over the world that I think others would enjoy learning about as well. So I named the blog Caviar and Cashmere because it was a luxury lifestyle blog. I wanted two things that denoted luxury 
right off the bat when you heard those two words. And then also they were my same initials. So Caitlin Chase, CC, and Caviar and Cashmere. So it all kind of worked out um, really well. And I've, and I've had that brand name for now almost 10 years. That's amazing. You have so many great achievements already. <laughs> I love the name of your blog. I love Caviar. <laughs> I love Caviar as well. Where are you from originally? From Russia. So, okay. caviar. so you know a lot about caviar. <laughs> yeah, it's like a must-have at every gathering, every holiday. <laughs> yes, my background on my father's side is Russian-Polish. So um, I grew up with a lot of caviar as well, and I love it. So I was excited to name my blog after something that I love so much, and then cashmere as well I love. Wow, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you turn your blog into business? Well, for the first seven or eight years, I was primarily focused on the blog and I would partner with luxury brands and create content for them, um, become an ambassador for them, meaning they would ask me to wear their clothes or their jewelry or their shoes, whatever it may be, to events and kind of act as a spokesperson for them. And um, I would also do a lot of content for the brand itself, whether it be creating writing or photos for their own website or social media. So there was a variety of different ways that I was able to monetize my blog. I think I got very lucky that I was um, really early in the game now. I think the industry is a little saturated. There's a ton of blogs and there's a ton of great blogs out there, but I got in in 2011 at a time where there weren't that many and I was in this luxury lifestyle niche. So I gained a really loyal audience and I've, I think I've had the, the same audience throughout the years and they've kind of watched me grow and my taste and my style evolve as theirs has as well. And over the years just picked up new readership and I was able to work with so many different brands along the way. And I still have long-term relationships and partnerships with a variety of different brands. But about seven or eight years into it, I was doing a lot of work with different beauty brands, both cosmetic and skincare. And I was doing a lot of research and I found a big issue in the market of skincare specifically. And where that came from was I would receive these PR boxes, PR packages that brands would send in hopes that I would cover their products on my blog or on my social media. And I would see that these skincare routines were just so complicated with so many different products and steps. And I would open these boxes with 10 to 20 different products that you're supposed to use on your face every day. And I myself was so overwhelmed by that. And I started a conversation with my audience, my readers, my friends, and just different women all around the world. And I felt that, or I found that everyone was feeling the same way. They were just confused and overwhelmed by the skincare process. So it got my wheels turning and I figured I should just solve this problem myself because there isn't a brand out there that I know of that is streamlining the skincare routine and making it a lot more simple, especially for women like myself that are super busy. I don't have an hour every morning to spend on my skincare. So I started formulating a line um, of skincare that was going to solve that problem. To have a skincare line is challenging, but it's the most rewarding thing ever because I mean it takes a long time to develop the perfect product but when you actually get to the point and get the perfect product 
it just feels so great. But how long did it take you to develop your skincare line and what challenges did you face? So I, my background obviously is not in dermatology or I'm not an esthetician. I just knew a lot about skincare products and what I liked and what I didn't like, but I obviously needed help from professionals and experts in that field. So I worked with a dermatologist here in Beverly Hills and she was able to help me come up with the ingredients and the different products that I wanted to launch with. And then I was able to test out a bunch of labs. I knew I wanted to stay in the United States in terms of manufacturing. So that narrowed a lot down. And I ideally said I would like to be local in California where I produce the products. And I tested um, the formulas with over 20 different labs. And I was finally able to find one. And luckily they were outside of LA, so very close. So I was able to work really closely with the chemists in the lab to make sure that the products were perfect and high quality and everything that I wanted. And that process took about a year and a half. Wow, it's a perfect scenario when you have it everything done where you live and it's all done in us it makes the process so much easier you don't have to go through customs and all the other things yeah i i knew that i mean for a variety of reasons i wanted the the production to be local but you know first and foremost just supporting our local economy but also i know the headache that goes with producing overseas and customs and taxes and delays and um, time time barriers. There's just so many things that can go wrong. That's not to say that I would never produce overseas, but right now locally is turning to be turning out to be the best decision that I could have made. Especially now, what's happening in the world? I don't know what would have happened if I, you know, for instance, was producing in China. Yeah, that's true. Would you please tell us more about your skincare line? Like what kind of products, what age group, and what are the benefits? Yeah, so um, going back to me wanting to solve the problem of simplifying the skincare routine, I wanted to dwindle it down into a three-step routine that women could use morning and night. So a lot of skincare brands have you know multiple-step routines, 10, 12, 15 steps, and each line is formulated they say for morning and night so you have to buy two sets of the 10 or 12 step products so 20 products in total which i thought was insane so i formulated a line of three products they're core products that every woman should use every single day for preventing aging and also um, healing aging. So it's an anti-aging skincare line. It consists of a cleanser, a serum, and a moisturizer. And they are all, like I said, made here in LA. They are clean. They are non-toxic, vegan, and cruelty-free. And they have all botanical ingredients that are clinical grade, which means um, they are plant-based, but they are so concentrated that the efficacy is very high. So, you know, first and foremost, I really wanted a skincare line that really worked and people would be able to see the results. And um, it's been two years since I launched and I'm so thankful that people are loving the line and seeing results. And, um, you know, I get emails from women every single day just telling me how 
great their skin looks and how much it's helped with their confidence. Yeah, clean ingredients and clean skin skincare is the best. But you're right, it takes it does take about 10 steps when you do actual routine when I'm used to it sometimes. Yeah. Look, I think some people like that and it's their form of self-care and it's relaxing for them. And um, I always say to people, if you want to supplement the the skincare process that I have, which is just three core steps, um, a lot of people like to add in other products to address specific concerns, whether it be exfoliating or a retin-A or, um, you know, spot treatment for blemishes. I never say don't do that. Um, my products are just meant for daily use to maintain healthy skin. I love it that it's only three steps because 10 steps, you can definitely do it every day. I do it once a week, but mostly my skincare routine, it is comes up about two, three steps daily. Yeah. And I like to say, you know, I'm so busy and um, I've always been a little bit minimal when it comes to makeup. I love makeup. I love skincare, but I don't want to spend an hour in the bathroom every morning because I just want to get my day started. So I can do the skincare routine that I, from caviar and cashmere in less than five minutes, which is just amazing. Personally, love it. Time saver. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Saving time and also saving money because you're not buying a bunch of different products. You only need three. Yeah, that's true. And what advice can you give to others who wants to start their own brand? The biggest advice that I give people is to just do it, just start, especially if you have a good idea. It's important to to research and to do your homework, but to ruminate on an idea and wait till it's quote unquote perfect, I think will kill the process. I think you just have to run with it. So trusting your gut, if you truly think that you have a good business idea, you should just do it and not wait. Yeah, I totally agree with you because sometimes we just wait too long and it's just, and then after we wish we would have started earlier. (laughs) And I think a lot of people understandably can overthink and overanalyze and second guess themselves. And my, my feeling is that your gut instinct is always right. So to just follow your gut and if you truly initially think it's a great idea, it probably is. And if not, then you learn. So the worst thing that can happen is you fail and you try again. Yeah, you learn from your experience. Exactly. Yeah. And as a female content creator and entrepreneur, how do you, how do you empower other women? I've always, always believed that collaboration is so much more important than competition. I've never wanted to compete with other women. I've always had very close friends that I support and that support me. And it's a very big passion of mine to empower other women. I have mentors and mentees. They're all women and we all help each other out and try to do our best to foster just a a relationship of support and help and and guidance. Um, I launched, it's unfortunately on pause due to COVID, but several years ago, I launched an event series called Beauty for Breakfast, which brought together monthly um, groups of inspiring women to network and support each other. And we would just get together. It would be between 20 and 40 women every event. And we would just sit down and have a roundtable discussion. How can we help each other? How can we help each other achieve each other's dreams and um, just really support one another in a 
authentic way. Wow, that's very interesting. You should probably do it now online, like just do the panels like on Zoom or whatever. It would be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, I was thinking about it and that's something that has crossed my mind. We have to pivot and we have to you know, change with the times and, and figure out ways to adjust during, during this time. And, um, it's, it's been on my mind. So I'm glad to hear that someone thinks it might be a good idea. There's nothing like being in person and having that energy, um, of being around the other women, but right now it could be a really good alternative to just do it over zoom. Yeah. I really miss like actual people interaction too. And yeah. I'm a people person, so I'm glad like yeah. my podcast gives me some benefit <laughs> with people, talking to people, but still, you know, actual person, in-person experience is absent right now. Yeah, nothing, nothing can replace that energy that you have on face-to-face meeting someone, but um, I'm doing my best to, to just pivot and adjust accordingly and I know things will get back to normal hopefully sooner rather than later but in the meantime just um, trying to stay positive and and work with what I have right now yeah everyone's trying what motivates you the most what keeps you going it's a very good question I have always just had this internal drive to succeed and um, success to me never really meant material earnings or benchmarks and income or money made. Of course, that's always a goal, but it's never been the primary focus. I live a life that I just want to enjoy. My, the, the slogan or the you know, motto of my blog has always been from day one, um, pursuing or helping readers pursue a life well lived. And that can mean different things for different people. But for me, um, what keeps me going is just living a really good life that I can look back on and, and be truly happy and fulfilled and, um, you know, mainly just pursuing and chasing happiness. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think it's important. I think everyone has different goals, but for me, the motivating, the motivating factor of me getting up from bed and doing what I love is knowing that it makes me happy. And I think that's really important especially now more than ever during times of quarantine and social distancing. I think we've gotten back to basics and now it's just so apparent how important it is to be happy with yourself and um, be able to be with yourself and like the person that you're with. Yeah. Meaning yourself. (laughs) And your partner. You should probably like your partner too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you live with them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How do you stay in a positive mindset? I think that the mind and the brain is like a muscle and you need to uh, exercise it and work at it daily. So just like we have physical exercise, I think you need mental exercise as well. And it's a muscle that you have to train to be positive and look at the world in an optimistic way. So I read a ton of books. I listen to a ton of podcasts. I meditate. I practice mindfulness. And the top of my to-do list is always to, again, it kind of goes back to being happy and making sure I'm in a good mental state. And to me, that means being positive and looking at the world in an optimistic way and just believing that everything is going to work out. 
Yeah, that's a great way to live, definitely. Yeah, I have a, a really, you know, tried and true morning routine that has evolved over the years. But I think having a morning routine for yourself is something that is really important that you can do just to maintain your mental health and have time for yourself every day before the craziness gets going and, and all of the other distractions in the world kick in. So I always suggest that people have a morning routine, whether it be five minutes or an hour, just time for yourself in the morning to dedicate to your mental health. I learned that too, that morning routines are very important. It is helpful to start your day and to get prepared and whatever day <laughs> brings you. <laughs> what do you do in the morning? Well, I wake up, uh, I don't drink coffee, I drink tea, take a shower, and sometimes I meditate, sometimes I listen to podcasts, and I just, my morning routine is quick, maybe 15 minutes to 20 minutes. All, of those, all of those are good things to do. Yeah, and also I usually take a shower with soaps that have crystals inside, so okay. that kind of like makes you feel relaxed and get ready for the day. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a very good way to start your day. Everyone's morning routine could be different, but as long as it works for you and makes you feel good and set up for the day, I think that that's the only thing that is important when when creating one. Yeah, I'm not a morning person, so I don't exercise in the morning. I do it later in the day, but you know, some people do exercise in the morning. To get out of the way so they can have a day and they already had the workout done so but. yeah it's very difficult for me to work out at the end of the day because I'm just so exhausted I wake up pretty early I wish that I could get a workout in at night but it's that's just not how my body is is designed I guess <laughs> yeah everyone is different but sometimes I get it I squeeze it in in the middle of the day when I have like less meetings or I have a few minutes yeah no, I think it's just important to get your body moving no matter what time of the day. It's just important to remember to at least for 20 minutes, get your heart rate up. Yeah. And going back to your blog, you started pretty early. I kind of started mine later on, but I wish I would started earlier. <laughs> but what advice can you give to women who wants to start their own blog, what they should know or what they should be aware of? Well, I think first, um, discovering what you're passionate about and what you're going to like to write about. So having a niche, I think, is important. Um, going too broad sometimes doesn't allow you to find your target audience. So I think a lot of people do think that going broad and saying, oh, I'm going to write about a bunch of different things on, on the spectrum um, to appeal to a bunch of different readers I don't think that that personally is the right strategy. So finding a niche, I, I believe, is important and something that you're good at and something that you're passionate about and are going to enjoy writing about and creating content around. So that's one piece of advice. Um, secondly, really learning the back end of whatever um, website builder you are going to publish your blog on whether that be wordpress or squarespace or any of the other great tools that are out there i think it's really important for you to take the time to learn the back end so you aren't constantly relying on a third party to make changes and um you know help you build out your site because of course 
you will need help. If you aren't familiar with web development or web design, you will need help with someone building it. But just the little daily changes that you may need, I think it's important to kind of understand how to do it so you aren't constantly waiting on someone to help you for fixes and little tweaks here and there. Yeah, that's an amazing advice. I think so too. Yeah, and there's just, there's so many resources out there that um, like plug and play themes now that you can honestly build a website yourself without needing a third party. And that that wasn't really around when when I started my blog in 2011. I think the only option was Blogspot back then. So I built mine on Blogspot, and I had to have someone help me do do that. But now I'm on WordPress, and I'm able to. There's so many resources online, whether it be YouTube or just articles about WordPress. And if there's something that I want to fix, I do it myself if I can I just do the research and instead of waiting on someone because these web developers have a lot on their plate and sometimes take a really long time to make the most simple change and it's frustrating so you want to be able to command your own business and have control over it I've had a bad experience with some web developer and I've lost everything on my blog I had to completely start it over because everything I've had there didn't have proper backup so I lost it all but then I learned. <laughs> Fortunately, you're not the, the first person that I've heard that that's happened to, and it's just so unfortunate. So, um, yeah, it's it's a learning experience, but I think the most important thing is just educating yourself as much as you can and being um, self-reliant. Yeah, I think learning something new every day and keep learning the latest trends, latest news, be up to date is the most important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm constantly learning every day, whether it be watching YouTube videos or taking a masterclass or listening to a podcast. I think it's really important to just keep your mind um, going and expanding your your knowledge. Yeah, I do too. What are your favorite podcasts and books? I like, I, I tend to um, be more into podcasts that are self-development so I like Dave Asprey. I love Lewis Howes, uh, Jay Shetty. My friend uh, Mimi Bouchard has a great podcast called the Mimi B Podcast, uh, Skinny Confidential, and Goop. Those are the ones that I kind of have on rotation. Yeah, those are the interesting ones. Nice. Yeah, I, I always learn so much from them, and they have great, great guests on. And I'm so glad that you had reached out to me so I can discover yours and start listening to yours as well. Thank you. I do have self-development guests on my podcast all the time. And I actually love to read self-development books. It's just, I think it's inspiring and it's important. Yeah, I have I have a stack of books on my nightstand that I go through probably about a book a week. So I read a lot. And um, there's a lot of new self-development books that I've discovered recently during quarantine or come back to that I maybe read a few years ago. I'm reading one right now called Wherever You Go, There You Are. And it's a book about mindfulness and how to incorporate meditation and mindfulness in your daily routine. And it's it's such an incredible book and an easy read. So I recommend it. Wow, it sounds very interesting, actually. I do need to check it out, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can send you the information if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, sure. And where can our listeners find you? Social handles, all the information. So my blog is caviarandcashmere.com and the skincare is shopcaviarandcashmere.com. 
And my personal Instagram is at Caitlin Chase. And the skincare has its own Instagram, and that's at Caviar and Cashmere. Great. Thank you so much, Caitlin. That was so much fun. Thank you for being my guest. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm I'm so happy that we we met and we connected and I will definitely keep you posted if I decide to do the beauty for breakfast over Zoom because I honestly think it could be a, a really great idea. Yeah. That was all for today, guys, and I hope you learned a lot and enjoyed this episode. Also, your support means everything to me. And ways to support this podcast are Tell all your friends and family and everyone around you to subscribe and download the latest episode of Not Basic Woman podcast. Tag NBB podcast on your Instagram stories. You can always DM me on Instagram as well. It's not basic blonde underscore or NBB podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.